Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Connor McGahee is the play-by-play announcer for the Colorado Avalanche on the TV side of things. He's joining us now to help us preview game number one between the Blues and the Avs. Connor, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, for the first time uh, in forever, as it was sung in Frozen, we are playing hockey and it feels like about uh, six and a half months since we played a hockey game, but uh, eight days Days rest for the Avs, five days rest for the St. Louis Blues, and uh, it's about time that we had uh, some uh, some playoff hockey to play. So I think, like everybody else, I'm definitely ready to go tonight. This is why I love Connor McGahee because he just makes obscure references <laughs> that I just get no matter what. He throws a frozen <laughs> reference into the first comment he has about this one, which is fantastic. Well, Connor, I'm excited to chat with you, man. You know, both coaches talked a little bit a couple of days ago about the rust versus the rest scenario going into this playoff action. And look, Colorado's been sitting for eight days, although I know that they've been practicing and the Blues have been doing the same thing. How much concern do you have going into that from the Colorado perspective? Zero. I I think that this is something that we all make up and we all want to talk about and make a, a thing about um, Landis Gog uh, in, in his media availability yesterday with Nathan McKinnon said, yeah, it's not, it's not a thing for me. Uh, Jared Bednar speaking to him this morning uh, said that, you know, it, it's not just, we're, we're not sitting around with our legs up, uh, you know, watching the sunset every night, it, a day off rest and then two hard days of practice. Um, and, and I know that it's not, the exact same as playing a hockey game, but I just think that what we conceive as, as rest for them is, is not rest. I mean, they're getting into a rhythm. Um, I know they're not playing hockey games, but I, they're, they're focusing on the opponent and they've known for a while now who it is. And it took a little bit to know when they were going to play, but I, I just think that for, for both sides, it, it, it's not really a thing to be honest. I, I, for the avalanche in particular, they were, not playing their best hockey down the stretch, especially the last two weeks of the season. They had some guys out of the lineup. Things weren't clicking very well, and some people said, well, they're going to they're gonna have a tough time, you know, and going to need a couple of days to get back into the swing of things, and, and they didn't need that. Uh, they come out and put seven goals on the Nashville Predators and sweep the series four games to nothing. Now, St. Louis will be much more difficult than that, and they all know that, but I think – the concept and the mental space is the is different 
this time around and knowing the strength of your opponent. I mean, never underestimate your opponent and the Avalanche are not underestimating the St. Louis Blues, but they also know the scenario that they were a part of last year. After they beat the Blues in the first round, uh, they go up 2 nothing on Vegas and lose the series in six games. So that will be the motivating factor. I don't think that uh, you can compare last year to this year when it comes to the break, especially in between rounds one and two. And even if you did, Connor, to your point, they went up 2-0. Like, it wasn't as if yeah. they had a bunch of rust. It just didn't go well for yeah. them in the final four games of the series. So it's almost like people are retrofitting what went wrong for them. <laughs> uh, it, it's a weird thing we do with that. I, I would always rather have that that extra rest to get right in a Stanley Cup playoff scenario. Uh, Connor, I did want to ask you, from your perspective How do you view this series? Just 10,000 foot view, because I think the national analysis of this is, hey, the abs are just by far the better team. They're going to end this thing in five. Maybe the Blues are able to push it to six games. How do you view the matchup between these two teams? It's interesting because I feel like I've almost heard the opposite. I've heard that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've heard that, well, St. Louis is, you know, stylistically that much different. And I think that is kind of a a lazy narrative because I think both teams are based around zone time. And when you hear people say that the avalanche just score out the rush all the time, I mean, that's not the case. I think that they have the type of players and skill that get the puck and they want to keep it. And that's the best type of defense that you have out there. Um, But I've, I've been hearing, especially yesterday and today, a bunch, bunch of, national outlets saying that it's the St. Louis Blues that uh, could give the Avalanche some trouble. Now, every single game they played this year, granted two of them were in October where the Avalanche did not have uh, any of the big boys, really. I mean, obviously we had uh, Landis Gog out for that first game. He was serving a suspension. Nathan McKinnon didn't play uh, either. And then early on, it just it, it wasn't exactly clicking. So it's it's hard to really judge... Both teams, I think, back in October, you have to go um, later in the year. Obviously, they played uh, the second-to-last home game of the season for Colorado. So I think if we go wide brush on this series, it, it, it will be close, and it, it will not be a pushover for any side. I mean, these are two Central Division juggernauts. And if you look at the Central Division, uh, I think we can both agree that no matter what anybody else says, it is the toughest division to play in hockey and i think that serves everybody well when it comes to the postseason so um this will be a tough series i think from from either side connor from the colorado perspective what would be the most concerning piece of the blues going into this series Oof, i mean there's a lot i mean is it i'm nine twenty goal scores yeah, um yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> um, but I mean, but also you have two, in my opinion, the two most lethal power plays in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, the Avalanche had a game in Game Three versus the Nashville Predators where they went four for five on the man advantage, uh, and the Blues were over thirty percent in their series versus the Wild. Um, somehow, if you look uh, to the East, the Florida Panthers advanced. Uh, to the second round without scoring a single power play goal, which is just amazing to me. Um, But when it comes to the St. Louis Blues, um, I mean, they score from everywhere, all over the place. And the Avalanche third and fourth lines have to be prepared. 
and they have been re-equipped, shall we say. That's why the Avalanche traded for Nico Sturm and Arturi Lekkinen, because defensively, as a forward, that is their primary objective. Andrew Cogliano, the exact same from the San Jose Sharks. The Avalanche learned from their season, their series versus Vegas last year that defensively, as a forward group, they weren't strong enough, they weren't good enough, they weren't tenacious enough, and that's why Lekkinen, Sturm, Cogliano, Manson were all acquired to do exactly that. And that's why this version of the Colorado Avalanche doesn't fit the narrative that has been sort of tagged on them the past couple of years. Every single one of those players, when they were acquired by the Colorado Avalanche in their first media availability, said that they want to be tough to play against. And frankly, they are. And you pair that with Valeri Nachushkin, who, for me, uh, should have been a Selkie finalist. Um, didn't get the credit that he really deserved. Um, but Nazem Kadri defensively as a forward, better than any year that he's played in the National Hockey League. So that was a new priority for the Avalanche this season. And I, I think the tough to play against is something that they want to live up to here in the second round versus the St. Louis Blues team who is, well, guess what? Tough to play against. We're talking to Connor McGee for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. He's the play-by-play announcer for the Colorado Avalanche out in Denver. Connor, I, I, we hear all about the forward depth and the forward group that the Avs have. I, I want to ask you about Cam McCarr for a second because, yeah. I, man, I, I don't know how you slow this guy down, much less stop him. Have you seen anything that has worked this year? No. And every, I mean, he scored the exact same goal twice. Uh, versus Chicago, and then in that first series. Um, first, he did it to Kirby Dock. The second time, he did it to Tanner Janot. He's unpredictable uh, with the puck, and every time that a forward thinks that he's going left, he goes right. Uh, if they think he's going up, he goes down. If, if they guess right, he still is able to. He, he handles the puck, and he skates in a way that is almost unorthodox. Um, we've broken down on altitude television, his edge work on numerous occasions. And I'm not saying it's stuff that's never been done before, but it's never been done at this speed with this frequency and this style. Uh, and that's why it's hard for anybody to really defend Kale McCarr, who with all those skills, he's equally smart with the puck and he's as good defending as he is attacking. And nobody gives him credit for his, Physical ability, I mean, he's had, uh, if I'm thinking right off the top of my head, at least 10 hits that have just been bone crunchers. And you don't really expect that from a guy like that. Um, Stick-wise, he's a great defender. His overall game doesn't get enough credit. Everyone wants to talk about, especially in the first round, his 10 points in four games, which is silly. Um, But overall, defensively, too, he's... He's the complete package, which is why I should think he he wins the Norris, and he went up against Roman Yossi in that first round, and it was no contest. In every single aspect of the game, Kale McCarr was miles better than Roman Yossi. Um, so that's why he's a generational player. He's a special player, um, and he is, putting it lightly, a difference maker inside of a shift, a period, a game, and maybe a series. But we, we've seen Nathan McKinnon go to a playoff, a new level when it comes to the playoffs. I mean, when it comes to points per game, it's Gretzky, Lemieux, McKinnon, and Kale McCarr is right there. He's more than a point-per-game player uh, in now his fourth uh, Stanley Cup playoff run. So 
Um, you're talking about one of the best uh, defensemen um, really ever to play in the postseason, and um, we're not even to him being 24 years old yet. All the Blues have to do is slow down Al McInnes and uh, Mario Lemieux (laughs) in the playoffs. Thanks a lot, Connor. Making me feel great. Uh, Final question. (laughs) We'll get you out of here on this one, Connor. We appreciate your insight. This has been awesome. Uh, Darcy Kemper is expected to be back in net for the abs in this series against the Blues. He's been really good for Colorado this season. 921 save percentage, nothing to sneeze at. Is there anything that you've seen from him this year? When teams are able to attack Darcy Kemper, how do they do it? Is there a specific area that he's been vulnerable at? Not necessarily. Like any goaltender, he's had some off nights. But as we've seen from him in the past, and the Avalanche actually up close and personal when he was playing with the Arizona Coyotes, I mean, he can get as hot as anybody. I mean, he did something this year that Patrick Waugh never even did in an Avalanche uniform, and that was have two instances of back-to-back shutouts in the season. So when he is uh, feeling as confident as he has been, and look, I mean, he was great through games one and two. Um, And in the start of game three, the bizarre stick incident with Ryan Johansson, um, both goaltenders have actually had facial injuries (laughs) late in the season and into the postseason. Pavel Francouz took a a puck off the bench, um, and and then Darcy Kemper had that black eye from the stick, and uh, Pavel Francouz joked, he was like, well, now I look like a hockey player. Um, but uh, Darcy Kemper has been able to see the puck, and I don't think, it's not like the book on him is, okay, well, high glove side is where you beat him. Uh, high blocker side is where you beat him. I think Darcy Kemper, with as big of a goaltender as he is, he's equally as agile, and he, he's not all over the place. It's kind of the opposite of Marc-Andre Fleury, right? He's more steady at the till, and he doesn't really venture out too much. Now, it, the games where he's the most successful, say a shot misses, uh, if he overcommits, that leaves an opportunity on the opposite side, and that's burned him a couple times. But he's been great on his edges. Left to right has been much better, especially in these playoffs, and I think he's recognized that that was a thing he needs to work on um, and that's one thing I give Darcy Kemper a lot of credit. If he sees something that he doesn't like or needs work, he'll give it work, and you can actually see improvement game to game. So we'll see uh, how it goes now that he can see uh, out of both eyes tonight to, in game one versus St. Louis. Connor, it's always great to catch up with you, man. I'm excited for this uh, rematch from last year's playoffs, and uh, hopefully it's going to be an entertaining one. Well, I shouldn't say hopefully. We know it's going to be. Thanks for the time, buddy. Uh, good luck on the prep, and uh, good luck in the series. Thanks, fellas. Uh, We'll see you on Saturday.